0: The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Ever reading content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. We're keeping up with our worst theme here on kicking Out at 2 for the month of October as we're going to be watching one of, if not the worst rematches in wrestling history today. That is Hollywood Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior from WCW Halloween Havoc. 1998, thank you all so much for pressing play, hitting download, liking, subscribing, rating and reviewing, kicking out at 2 as a part of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. And of course, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast without my co-pilot, my tag team partner, my dear, close, personal, longtime friend, as the late, great Mean Gene Oakland would say, Dennis J. Levy. What's up, pal?
1: Chilling. That, 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 uh, it's funny that you say Mean Gene Oakland, because when you're... When you uh, text me, hey, I'm on my wife. That, 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 uh, I'm like, no, good for her. So I'm gonna go on YouTube and see what's out there for wrestling clips. I thought it this was hilarious, and anyone at the at the list and, and the, the um that that you know, part of the uh, list of the artists that's kicking out it too, I right, highly ploy you go to YouTube and, and and look up Mean Gene Oakland interviews Kamala. I oh my oh, god, oh I see that one. Before. I pissed funny. myself. Yeah. I never yeah. saw it till today. Yeah, I'm like folks, oh my god. Mean, you know, Oakland guy, wrestler. you, you, when 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 he wanted to be funny, he wasn't just fucking funny. He was fucking hilarious. Yeah, he was the best stick man. Oh, he was so good.
0: Improv, like he was one of those guys that he, if he didn't Hmm. want to be in wrestling, he probably could have been a stick man in sports. He probably could have called a professional. I think at one point there, I, I think his son, if I'm not mistaken, worked did. like as a color analyst locally for the Cubs, really, in well, the Chicago area. I forget the kid's name. I, I don't look that he's up. Not a kid. Uh, but yeah.
1: If we had like the same voice, or whatever, that'd be really. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't recall exactly, but I remember hearing about that a number of years ago. So, anyways,
0: we're we're kind of keeping with the worst theme. The last episode we recorded, we talked about the worst debuts in wrestling history. One of them being The Ultimate Warrior in WCW from 1998. And I thought it would be a pretty good idea for us to originally I said to Dennis, think of like the worst match or worst pay-per-view in wrestling history and Dennis you had kind of brought this match up and I thought you know why don't we just stick with the theme and we're gonna go back and watch this match with all of you I know it might not be a treat to watch this match uh it's been probably 25 years since I watched this match and I kind of talked about it on our last episode where I was at a friend's house watching this pay-per-view and uh the feed went out towards the end of the Hogan Warrior match so I got to miss the DDP Goldberg main event. However, I'm going to kind of rechange history a little bit here for our next episode because on our next episode Dennis, we're not going to miss DDP and Goldberg. You and I are going to watch DDP and Goldberg from Halloween Havoc on Halloween. What do you think about that? I
1: tell you what, and uh, when when uh, you uh, normally when someone talks about Goldberg matches, I'm like, "Oh, Whatever. At least you're quick, right? But this one, I actually do enjoy. It. It's my, this is my probably my favorite Goldberg match. So that,
0: that'll it. be our next episode. Yeah. You know, we're gonna watch that back. Uh, hell of a match. Um, like you said, it's probably your favorite Goldberg match. And I think there's some good conversation pieces that we can get into regarding that. But that's for our next episode. Yeah. This episode, we're gonna talk about Hogan and Warrior and the build up towards this. Um, what they did right, what they did wrong with it, as well as some of the worst. Or, not some of the worst, but some of the, the most infamous rematches in wrestling history that didn't live up to the original. There's quite a few. So, yeah. we're going to get into that as we watch this episode um, and talk a little bit about, or watch this match on this episode and talk a little bit about um, Hogan and Warrior uh, from, from this pay-per-view Halloween Havoc. We'll run down the card, the, the match results uh, from this show as we're watching this as well. So, what I'll need all of you to do, because it's been a while since we've done one of these little watch-along deals... Uh, go to your Peacock. Search for Halloween Havoc. You'll find season ten, episode one. It'll be Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety eight. And I want you to fast forward to two hours, thirty three minutes, and fifty seven seconds, and pause it. And you'll pause it, and you'll see like a shot of the crowd as we get ready for Hollywood Hogan's entrance. Um, and when I say play, press play. And maybe, or maybe not, I will turn the audio up. I'll give you guys a timestamp every once in a while. Uh, and we'll we'll take it from there. So, are you ready, Dennis? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, hit play. As we get this crowd shot here. Now, we, as we watch this match, we can't not talk about the first match from WrestleMania 6. Mm-hmm. Hogan Warrior. Hogan. 1990, Hogan was the WWF champion. The Warrior was the Intercontinental champion. Just give me a brief description of your thoughts about the build-up for that match in, in 1990 in WWF mm-hmm. and what came of it, the result of it. Your overall thoughts
1: on the build-up, the match itself, and what followed. Well, I night, it, is it, I never was a big fan of The Warrior, but everyone, I, and I was never, as a... Between, like, I'm born May 20th, 1980. And from, like, 6-ish to, like, 8-ish, I was not a Hogan fan. I was, I was a D.B.I.C., Jake the Snake, I, like, dark hair, dark gimmicks, you yep, know? Yep. I, I that's, what, that, that, that's what I was really into. That, 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 uh, that, uh, but I finally turned around. Well, Once I got, like, 10-ish. I, I started liking Hogan, like, a lot. Okay. That, 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 that uh, so those was kind of, like, my, 1990 was, like, my, my awakening of, well, how important Hogan was, and, like, and, and like, and, and, like, yeah, he, that, that he's not my personal cup of tea, but, but I tried his He, grew, he tea, grew on you. Yeah, and I started liking it. Okay, yeah. he grew yep. on you. Yep. And, 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 uh, that uh, that, being said, I was definitely, uh, way more Hogan than, than, than an ultimate warrior, that, 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 uh, that but I understood, like, okay, uh, the, the only domain the guy I didn't like, even as a, a, little, uh, as a kid, it was babyface versus babyface. I would like to see one of them have the call just, just for a, one match, one month, be a bad guy. You know okay. what I
0: mean? Uh, the, 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 uh, so you weren't a fan of the build-up with,
1: with both guys being good guys. I know. Really? I, I, thought, okay. it, I thought it was more... So that was the first time as a kid I ever saw
0: that. That's true, me too. <laughs> you know, for me. So I was, I was a Hogan guy. Not to interrupt you, but yeah. I was a Hogan guy. And Warrior was... At times, I felt like he was displaying bad guy tendencies. Like, for instance, the first thing that really um, got the wheels in motion for that rivalry in 1990 was Warrior accidentally clotheslining Hogan in a tag match against Mr. Perfect and the That's Genius. Right. Yeah. And then, at times, both of them saving each other, and Warrior kind of Hogan being grateful that Warrior saved him, you know, from from an attack from like Earthquake or whomever. Um, But then, when Hogan went to save Warrior, he wanted no part of it. So I kind of looked at Warrior, even though it wasn't officially a title. But I kind of looked at Warrior as the bad guy in that sense—that like he didn't like Hogan, he didn't want Hogan's help, and it was. I didn't. At that age, I was seven years old. I didn't see good guy versus. I even though in hindsight it was good guy versus good guy, I didn't see it that way at that time as a kid because I was such a big Hogan fan. That's interesting. But but continue. Let's talk about the match itself.
1: Uh, the match itself that, 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 uh, talking about if, if uh, if, uh, that, uh, that had to be, my opinion, uh, maybe, uh, I, I was about to say, and it probably was, work rise wise, maybe Warrior's best match, but no, I, I, I gotta go with, uh, Savage Warrior. But, but it's it his top three best matches. Of, of yeah. For sure. I mean, there's not many great Warrior matches, but the. I have to think, seriously, I, I love, I love. Savage Warrior. Oh, I do match. I thought that's a phenomenal match. I do too. Uh, Unbelievable. Um,
0: And it's interesting because there's probably a short list of guys in Warrior's career that he has had great matches with. Uh, Hogan, Savage being, you know... Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude. Those are probably like the three that he really had. I remember a match on Saturday Night's Main Event he had with Ted DiBiase that was pretty good um, when Warrior was the WWF champion. But, um, so, you know, top three Warrior match itself... um, in your opinion, Hogan Warriors, WrestleMania 6, that's in Warriors' top three. There's yeah. not many great matches he's had. so it's, it's, But it's the one that I think people most recognize for his career, in my opinion, as a fan. I mean, they, they see the I think Savage Elizabeth moment at the end of WrestleMania 7 kind yeah. of overshadows a little bit Warriors' victory in that match. But I think Warrior, that crowning moment of him being the champion. Now, what did you think of him as champ? Hogan not champion,
1: warrior as champion. Um, great it was it was a gamble. It was a great gamble. Okay. There was anyone anyone that was gonna take the mantle and potentially be as popular as, as Hogan, this was the ultimate warrior. Okay. I, 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 obviously, once he got it, he fell on his face a little bit. And also they didn't really I don't know. Like, like, like I'm trying to go back to in that when when Warrior got the championship, and I'm trying to go back in time and like they didn't really book him that good too. Like 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 like, like during like, his uh, championship uh, reign, like, what was like his biggest rivalry Was it Rude was it Slaughter. Like they didn't really give him like yeah, yeah Rude, and they didn't really book him that well. Yeah, Rude
0: and Slaughter, I would I would say. And at one point, I, he was involved in. Um... He was, he was part of the rivalry with the Legion of Doom and Demolition, so they would do some six-man tags
1: as well. Rather than type in a champion when you put him in six-mans, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was... They, they were trying to go with the whole face paint thing. Yeah. You know, Demolition had three guys. Oh, that's fair. Get, Warriors yeah, had two. They, they put Ultimate Warrior in there and it kind of led to a Survivor Series where we saw that team with, you know, the the Ultimate Warrior, Carrie Von Eric and the Legion of Doom against Mr. Perfect, and Demolition. Uh, but... It's fair to say that Warrior's run as champion wasn't as memorable. Do you think it was because of the way that he was booked or do you think it was because he didn't he didn't live up to the top billing the way Hogan did? Um, I
1: think it, maybe potentially, but that, I that uh, you, you know, when you book Hogan, you put him against Andre the Giant and like I get I Andre the Giant. Uh, yeah, the, the, like like the, like the, like the, like, the, like the like in my opinion the biggest heels, right? Yep. I, I love Rick Rude, but Rick Rude was not the number one heel during that time, you know? For example, like, what was the main event in that SummerSlam? Wasn't it, at Hogan? it was Warrior and
0: Rude, but they built it as a double main event. Yeah. Hogan and Earthquake were the sec were, was the first half of the double main event. Okay. And Warrior and Rude in the cage was the main event. Oh, that's, that's the closest show? Yeah. That's, it was, what, my yeah, memory, that's, that's uh, the closest I, show. My, my memory is playing tricks. Yeah, no, Hogan. it's all good. It's yeah. all good. Um... Now, let me ask you this, okay? And this is a theory I have run with for a while, and I would like your opinion on it, okay? It seems that, in my opinion, Hogan set the bar as a champion, as the babyface, so high that anybody else that came after him didn't quite reach that level that Hogan did in terms of, like, drawing power... In terms of what they made for money. Because um, yeah. if you look back at it. Okay. You know Hogan had. Hogan had a, a run. From. Uh, as a top guy. As the champion. From 84. To 88. Okay. Beating the likes of. The Iron Sheik, King Kong Bundy. Mr. Wonderful. Big John Studd. Kamala. Andre the Giant. At WrestleMania 3. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on with Hogan as the champion. Um, and that was during a huge period in wrestling. The popularity was off the roof, off the chain, you know, blew the roof off, you know, selling out everywhere, um, printing money. Hogan drops the title in '88 to Andre, and then he hands it over to DiBiase that sets up the tournament mm-hmm. for Randy Savage to win it. Now, Randy Savage was getting very popular. Okay, But there have been people out there within the industry and fans alike that have said that Savage's run as champion wasn't quite as good as Hogan's run. Do you think that's because Savage didn't live up to the top billing? Or do you think Hogan set the bar way too high with all those metrics with, with, with merchandise and live event ticket sales and pay-per-views and all that other stuff? You think that it was just a goal that was unattainable
1: for everybody that came after Hogan? That's an interesting question, because the truth, is like in reality, no one got Hogan status until Stone Cold. and what was that? Ten years? That, that, that's that,
0: fair. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's
1: uh, because I love Fred and Art as much as the next guy, and um, I, I hate Shawn Michaels, but I understand that 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 that. Uh, that 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 he was a great wrestler and and he was he was loved the Undertaker yada yada yada, but yeah no one got Hogan status until Stone Cold so 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 you yeah was, it, the bar was too high the bar was too but, high but but, but but granted but granted but that Hogan made as much as, as much as I want to say like you know um, you know Vince put all his chips on Hogan and when he and when it was someone else so like hope you could tell he was kind of like. The WWE wasn't always one hundred percent behind that guy. Mm-hmm. Like the, that, uh, that I just never, I just never felt that the the next the, the person who took the or was the champion during the Hogan eras of like the of the glory years per se. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever got a fair shot. Uh, that, I don't think they. So that, I don't that, think that, that would they, basically be like
0: Savage yeah. and Warrior, because I I believe in that philosophy. I think Hogan drew so much money and he had the machine behind him that was hard for guys like Savage and even Warrior to obtain that status. Oh, I totally agree with that. I think, yeah. and, and it's not because for lack of talent. Okay, uh, and let, let's let's scale back here for a minute. Yeah. and Let's talk about Warrior for a second here. Okay. Heading into the match with Hogan at WrestleMania six, Warrior was on par for being just as popular as Hogan. I mean, he was making merch, good merch money. You know, they were selling T-shirts and wristbands and. You know, face paint yeah. kits for him. Um, and he was working with top people. A year prior, he pretty much feuded with the entire Heenan family. Bobby Heenan yeah. was the top heel manager. He had a series of matches with Rick Roode, which were which were very good. He had a house show run with Andre the Giant, which were not great matches from a bell-to-bell standpoint, but they were attraction matches that drew money. That was during a time period when they were running two Two events in the same evening. Yeah. Hogan would headline one show with somebody else, and Warrior would headline the other show with Andre. They would that would be the top attraction. So Warrior, <clears throat> Warrior was popular, and Warrior was on that track to getting to the main event and eventually working with Hogan at that WrestleMania. Um, but it was about whether he could maintain. I think what uh, what wrestling. Fans and even people within the industry have said over the years, it's about Warrior being able to maintain that momentum and be a draw and produce at a main event level. And he wasn't able to do that on his own. He needed assistance from from people. Um, And I think putting him in matches with Rick Rude, I think, was crucial for his run because Rude was able to carry the load in those matches bell to bell. And he was able to make Warrior look really good. Um, so I think it's, I, I think overall Hogan Hogan blew expectations out of the water. and I think it, there were unrealistic expectations for everybody else to meet that, um, that level of success uh, following Hogan's run. And a great point you made earlier. Nobody reached Hogan status until it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not anything against Bret Hart. Yep. Not anything against Shawn Michaels. Not anything against Diesel or Undertaker. Guys that wore the belt before that. Um, Sid wore the championship at one point. Nobody reached that Hogan status until it came to Austin, and then it progressed after that. It became The Rock, yep. and then eventually Triple H. And Triple H was, you know, the the top bad guy, and he was the champ. He wasn't making Hogan money or Austin money. But he was part of a huge boom period yeah. for the company in terms of their success financially. Um, let's let us talk a little bit about... It's interesting that, you know... Oh, here's the ref bump. <laughs> here's the ref bump. Oh, and Hogan just gives him one knee right... Why
1: would he kick... Nick what, Patrick is under the uh, NWO umbrella. Why would he kick him in the head like that? No,
0: he wasn't part of the NWO at this point. Oh, uh, no? He, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so before we get into... Let's get into the, the Halloween Havoc card. Because this show... We talked about it earlier. Ran too long. Live on pay-per-view. And it was during this match that Hogan had... um, Hogan had... uh, They they were going to perform this fireball spot. And that was when the feed went out at my friend's house. And we couldn't (laughs) get the... Oh, here's the giant. Okay? And so, on this card, we had Chris Jericho defeat Raven by submission in an unannounced uh, opening match for the TV title. Which was actually a pretty fun match. Raph defeated Meng... Disco Inferno defeated Juventud Guerrero to earn a shot at Billy Kidman later in the night for the Cruiserweight Championship. This is when they were doing Disco Inferno trying to enter the Cruiserweight division. Alex Wright defeated Fit Finlay. Saturn defeated Lodi. Kidman would defeat the Fi- Disco Inferno to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. Rick Steiner and Buff Bagwell defeated Scott Steiner and the Giant for the WCW World Tag Team titles. Bagwell would turn on Rick Steiner for like the eighth time. <clears throat> And then Rick Steiner would defeat his brother Scott Steiner in a no-disqualification match. Scott Hall defeated Kevin Nash by a count-out after Kevin Nash powerbombed Scott Hall three times and walked out of the match. Bret Hart would defeat Sting to retain the United States Championship. Was that a good match? I don't remember that at all. Not really. Mm. Hollywood Hogan would defeat The Warrior, as we're watching that currently yeah. now. Spoiler alert. And then Goldberg would defeat Diamond Dallas Page for the, to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Twelve matches... On this card. And this show ran way too long. Um, A lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth about this show. But the one shining light of this pay-per-view is probably the match that nobody saw. And that was Diamond Dallas (laughs) Page and Goldberg. And then eventually they saw it on the following evening's Nitro. When they aired the match uh, commercial-free uninterrupted. uh, At the start of their second hour of the three-hour show. Um, We talked about Warrior having very few... Great matches, and those being against Rick Rude, Randy Savage, and Hulk Hogan. Out of all of the rematches, out of all of those matches Warrior had with them, yeah. Warrior ha- Warrior didn't have a bad rematch with Rick Rude. They had a, they had a trilogy yeah. of matches on pay-per-view. All three were good. Rude beating him at WrestleMania five, Rude losing to him at SummerSlam 89. And then Warrior defeating him for the WWF Championship inside the steel cage at SummerSlam 90. Then you fast forward to his matches with Randy Savage. The WrestleMania 7 match, one of my all-time favorite matches. Me, it's a me classic. Too. Me too. It's a classic. And I don't blame you for that being Warrior's greatest match yeah. ever. Okay. Then they had the match at SummerSlam in 1992, Babyface vs. Babyface, with the storyline being that who was, gonna, who was Mr. Perfect going to represent in that match? Because yeah. Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair were trying to drive a wedge between the two of them. I didn't really care for that story. But the match was still pretty good. That was in uh, London, right? London, yep, Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Now, oh, is this the fireball spot here? I think this He is... grabs something, he's holding something. It looks like, yeah, it <laughs> looks like he's holding something here. Um, this is probably the only rematch that Warriors had with those three individuals, Hogan, yeah. Root, and Savage, that totally tanked. What yeah. do you what do you think caused me, I'll I'll go on a limb. Yeah. I think what caused this match to be the shits was the fact that both of these guys were not the athletes that they once were eight years prior. And the quality of the match suffered because of their age and their limitations. And I also think too some of the hocus pocus story of like Warrior disappearing and then being in the mirror and Hogan's the only guy to oh. see it, like all that shit. Word. I just
1: Worth promovability. I everything. think I, 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 I think
0: that was what helped make this match suffer. Would, would, would that be? Would you? Would it be fair to to agree with that statement? Dennis? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Man. Now, do you think? Here's a question for you. Okay. This would be Warrior's final WCW appearance. You oh, he die. debuted in August of, of ninety eight to build to this match. Yep. Do you think they should have waited a little while longer to do Warrior and Hogan? Do you think Warrior should have? Had a few matches under his belt before they got to this. Oh, here's, uh, all right, here's the here spot. We go, there. Here we go. Yeah, he he pulls the flash up. paper out. He's got the lighter in the in the ziploc. So he'd been wrestling with that in his in, in his tight <laughs> What's that sweater. Time? Blood, What's going I don't on? know. You saw that? It might be blood. It looked like blood, right? Yeah, I think it's. Blood. Oh, here we go. It Messed it up. Oh, at <laughs> least Warrior didn't sell it like he was burnt. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I give I give Warrior credit for that. Yeah. At least they didn't sell it like it was. brave piss. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's that's what, pretty much right before that was when the cable went out or when the when the, the the feed got cut off at my friend's house.
1: Oh my god! Right on that spot like that. Yeah. Oh my god. And I didn't know what
0: happened after that.
1: How did they fuck it up that bad? They miss a, a match and a half. Well, I, I get I I get the last match. I actually understand that as fucked up as it is. But you miss I I uh, the, You missed two matches essentially. That is fucked.
0: Yeah, that is fucked. All it was it was it was the company not informing the cable the you know the cable providers and the the satellite (laughs) subscribers that they that they were gonna run a little longer and you know they had to pay for that time. Yeah, that is blood. Hogan is bleeding. It was probably the buckle from his weightlifting belt that Warrior used when he wrapped it around his fist to. To, to punch him. Um,
1: it's, oh, it's low, low, low
0: blow. Refer- right, here's the other thing. Yeah, this isn't built as a no disqualification. I was going to ask you that. So, all, oh, God, this is terrible. But
1: this is WCW, this error. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really, there was no continuity with the yeah. rules. Yeah, Bishop has been watching too much ECW. No, I don't think he was watching enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying. It's, it's just playing uh, just old little DQ. What do we got here? Uh-huh. Oh, there's Horace Hogan. Yeah. And then are, they Bishop? Bishop. Are, they, are they actually uh, actually That is his nephew. Okay. Yeah, that is Hogan's nephew,
0: Terry Terry Bollea's nephew, Horace Boulder, I believe, or Hor- Horace Bollea, I forget.
1: I just don't the, see the. He's, he's, of nef- he's the He's
0: the son of Hogan's uh, late brother.
1: Okay. Um, I know, I never knew his brother died. I didn't
0: know. Yeah, that's uh, apparently. Um, oh, clothesline from Warrior there. See, this is just yeah. This is just pretty awful. Bischoff out there. Kind of direct in traffic, and it looks like we're getting towards the end of the finish here. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit after this match is over. Um, oh, right in the back! And I think the top of that chair probably nailed Warrior in the back of the head. Okay, I think he might have. Now, one, two, three. Thank God this fucking yeah. shit is
1: over with. Everyone involved is saying yeah. that. Oh my God! Look at look at the fans real quick. Yeah. Bill was like. Two people maybe clap. Look at this. Yeah, this, yeah. They're, Everyone they're like, else is like, "Oh my god, damn yeah. guys!" Thank God it's weird. over. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So I got a question for you. Yeah. So, do you think they should have waited to build up to this match with Warrior and Hogan? Oh, think?
1: absolutely.
0: Okay. So this was all. So Warrior. So Warrior debuted in August of '98. He was a part of the War Games team for WCW. He made a quick cameo, pretty much targeting Hogan in the match to build up to this. Do you, Do you think who Who else in your mind do you think Warrior could have or should have had before Hogan before Hogan alright um, I'm guessing
1: I'm guessing you're going to say some guys in the NWO that's what I mean yeah they should have they should have went through the Big Show yeah I think Big Show should have been a pay-per-view yeah where like he's the last man yep. standing before Hogan I agree I was just going to say that uh, they missed that was a missed opportunity I, I totally agree I think that, that, um, I think that
0: I think that should oh look at this they're lighting lighter fluid on like they're going to light him on fire now this is not believable. Yeah, not that any of the other shit was before, but <laughs> this is definitely not believable. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I I do think yeah that giant big show whatever he yeah. was he probably should have been.
1: I think they could have melted for at least six months, so even up to a year. Or, or a year? A year? I know it sounds like really He could have ran. So you're telling me
0: he could have ran through the entire? It would they would have gone through? No, I have other ideas. Oh. I even have like. Oh, okay, I, I so other. He,
1: I can even see like Rick Flair is like, what makes you think you are the guy to take out Hogan in the NWO and stuff Interesting. like that? Okay. I, I can just see like 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 him like really, really getting tested and it's like finally he's the one that's gonna is gonna, gonna take out Hogan. What know? do you think about him and Sting
0: in a singles match? They both had history as tag team partners in Memphis, which was kind of acknowledged at one point. The story writes itself. I got I like that. Too. Okay. Yeah. You know, Sting, Goldberg, I think would be as is, is, much as the quality of the match wouldn't. I think if, if, all right, if I were to have the pencil and book the, the Warrior, and we're going to pause it here at 256.40, um, as we're going to kind of discuss a little bit, you know, at length here. Um, if I had the opportunity at that time to, I was only 15 years old at the time <laughs> when that happened, but um, in hindsight, if you look back on it, I agree with you. He should have went through the NWO before he got to Hogan, but I think there are also big money matchups they could have capitalized on. I like the idea about Ric Flair. Okay, that Flair kind of is the one to challenge Warrior to prevent him from being the one to stop Hogan. Okay, I, I, I get that idea. I'm, I'm I'm on board with that. Sting, like you said, the story writes itself. The history they have with each other. I think, if anything, his run in WCW should have should. Or could have culminated with him and Goldberg. And Goldberg beating him. And him passing the torch to
1: Goldberg. Wow. I never even saw, thought about that. And it That's, doesn't have to be for the title either. Okay. I think you do do do, do, for, do for the title. But anyway. that then The match itself would have been absolutely fucking horrible. But the build up well, I think it would have been. Amazing. Well I think the
0: way they construct. But here's the thing. It, Goldberg has always been known for. And even Warrior 2 had been known for their short, quick matches. Yeah. You know, you can build it up as it being this clash of titans between the two of them. But it doesn't have to go more than, like, five, six, seven minutes at best. They all hit, they both hit their greatest hits. Warrior does yeah. a power press slam, a couple of clotheslines. Goldberg kicks out of it. Everyone's like, whoa, nobody's kicked out of the press slam. Goldberg does a spear. Maybe Warrior kicks out of it. Jackhammer maybe. They they, they deliver all their greatest hits, all yeah. their signature moves within this 5-6 minute span which includes their entrances too, okay? Let's be honest there. You got to include the entrances so that it's like a little mini movie. You get the best of both of them in this small package so that it doesn't drag out and you
1: expose them. Gun to the head. Which entrance you like better? Warrior or Goldberg? I like Goldberg's entrance Me better. Me too.
0: I like Goldberg's and you know why? I think the importance of it with him coming out and they got like the cops cuz they used to use real police officers that's a, nice you know, and That's a nice touch. Kevin Sullivan once said in a in a um, in a shoot interview that he designed it that way because he watched a Mike Tyson fight, and Mike Tyson came. They, they had the camera pan to the back area, backstage area. He comes out of his locker room with his entourage and the Las Vegas police, and it looks like they're like this is a bad man that they are that they are protecting all of you from him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so Sullivan took that idea to use with Goldberg. And had, like, security and police. And I thought it was a great, great um, way of presenting him. But when it comes to Warriors Run, I think it should... Sting, Hogan. Definitely get to Hogan, obviously, because the history they have, you know. But I think going through the NWO gauntlet would have been the better option. Building it to Hogan, you know. Sting, with the history they have. I like the idea with Flair. And then... It called the name of Goldberg, and he kind of passes the torch and moves on. But you
1: know what the X factor is, right? What's that? Hogan Hogan's not going to do the job. Not well, necessarily. So, 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 so if he goes through the ringer of the NWO guys, at the end of the story, he has to win. You, you, can't, you can't have Hogan, unless unless you do 50-50 booking, and that, 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 uh, you have to have you have to have to Warrior at that point. Okay. And, and, and to go over Hogan. Okay. And I really think that like, the Bischoff was like, Hogan thank you so much for this NWO stuff. You're making me such a rich man. What can I do for you, brother? He goes, well, I had to do a job back in 1990. That's really...
0: That's listening. what everybody... That's, that's the narrative, yeah. I, I think it. that's
1: what happened.
0: Yeah, I, I don't... I, I think there's... I think there's a good amount of... I know, we're
1: talking about that. perfect worlds stuff, yeah. but at the end of the day, Bischoff had a plan. All <laughs> right,
0: so we talked about it earlier. We're going to close the show with this discussion here and just kind of go back and forth a little bit. Um, this match is probably one of the worst rematches in wrestling history. Oh, absolutely. Say. So, give me some rematches in wrestling history that were, either they were the worst in your yeah. opinion or they just didn't live up to the original match it's kind that of, took place. It's kind of funny. That, there's, not, now, now, before yeah. I, there's not many matches in wrestling history that you could say, that, are, that it's fair to say, that the rematches were better than the original or lived up to the original. It's very rare. It's very rare. So give me some matches in your mind that you felt were the worst rematches in wrestling history or some that just didn't live up to the
1: original. All right. I'm not going to start with my main event one. I got three. It rồi. doesn't matter if it's a well, main anyway, event. I'm I want to that there. Well, there's one that we were in, it, it, it didn't even think about. And we talked about it in the car and just hit me like a sack of potatoes. We, me and you when we were going over your okay, what is it? Cesky Nakamura versus AJ Styles that 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 at uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, that, that that that's a rematch. Yep. We had a high expectations, yep. and and it felt... Th- hey, we actually, if you actually watch it, where where you can watch it now with no hype, the match is not as bad as we thought it was. But 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 but, but it was as bad as I we couldn't could build it up too too high. I think fans had way too high yep. an
0: expectation because of their match in New Japan. Um. I think also, and I said this to you in the car, and I'll say it here I think that WrestleMania ran way, was a little long in the tooth. It ran way too long, and the placement of that match, I think, helped make it suffer. I think fans were, I think, in, in my, and this, I could be totally off base, but I feel in WWE's mind, they thought putting that match there with the quality of athletes that the two of them were, that they thought they were going to get that crowd back. And that show was going into three hours, I think, by the point. By the time Shinsuke and AJ got on got on screen. And I think people were starting to get burnt out. And I think it's a combination of that and the overhype from fans. And let's be honest. As much as I would have loved to have seen the match that they put out in New Japan on a WrestleMania. This is WWE we're talking about here. At least at that time. And they were never big proponents of taking something that was popular or was successful somewhere else and putting it on their program. They always had to alter or tweak something, whether it was a style of a match or whether it was a character or a performer. They always had to make their own version of it and then put their own spin on it. And I think that also plays into why there was such... The, the Nakamura-AJ Styles match was such a letdown yeah. in many fans' minds. But that's a good one. Go, you got. Is there anything
1: else? To- Absolutely. So, so, so we all love Hogan, Andre the Giant, WrestleMania 3. But, oh my God. War buys? Andre versus Hogan Satellite's main event. We watched that match. Yeah, oh, it was my not God. that good at all. How bad a rematch was that? That
0: the match was not that good at all, but the finish and the story that was the story that was told with the twin referees and DiBiase's involvement and in buying the championship and the finish itself I thought was I mean, it had an effect on me as a kid because I was so upset. The match quality itself was terrible. Terrible, and I I just thought it was overbooked too. They could, they could have. Well, I think they overbooked it because the fact that the quality of the match wasn't going to be that good because Andre's health was not in great in great condition. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So um, that's one that that's another that's another good one that comes to mind because even though the quality of Hogan Andre at WrestleMania three wasn't great, the story that was told and the 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 magnitude of it and what it did for wrestling, the 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 sellout stadium, the slam heard around the world. Like, I think people all of that kind of camouflages the quality of the match itself because Andre's, Andre's back was in poor health at that time at WrestleMania as well.
1: So um, those are some good examples. Do you have any others? That- well, one, one last one. The one okay. that broke my heart the most. And this was the rematch I was looking forward to the most. And all oh, the Hogan WCWR, Roddy Piper versus Hogan. I was Which so one? excited with that one. What, what, the, actually, I, the, uh, it was the one where he, he put him in the sleeper. And it's like, it's it just, just the way he got, got that, that uh, I don't know. Because they it, wrestled
0: a few times in WCW. So really? We- I, I know it was for the title. I know the
1: first one when, at that. anyway, oh, I the one I saw was just so fucking bad. It was for the title. And that, 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 uh, I want to say, I don't know, Warrior made it, it was like he lost. Then like like so pipe so the first know. one
0: Piper beat Hogan it was a non-title match at a start. Yeah, yeah, he won and he won and you know. it was actually not a bad match. The hype for it going into that show was actually pretty good. The quality of it wasn't what they had what fans had expected of them from a decade prior, but I think the hype helped make the match better. Um, it wasn't as good as their originals, but it was still. Solid nonetheless. The title match you're referring
1: to? Yep. Hogan won it, right? Yeah, Hogan won. I think. NWO shenanigans. Yep. Yes, I, so I think you're
0: thinking Super Brawl, and that was when Savage joined the NWO. Yep. I exactly. think that's what you're thinking of, yeah. And then there was the cage match at Halloween Havoc. Oh, that was a shite, Which too. was atrocious. Absolutely atrocious um, when Savage was involved in that as well. And the. The the kid dressed up as Stingy. He was a fan, scaled the cage and yeah. got in, and then they, they had to they had to beat the kid up. But yeah, that was a pretty awful finish. And Piper won that, but the NWO still had to get their heat back. Um, so as far as rematches that didn't live up to the original, in my opinion, yeah. you had some good ones, okay? Um, this, this this series of matches, it wasn't necessarily they didn't live up to the original. They just weren't. I I preferred the original over the the two matches. I'm talking about the trilogy with Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair in 1989. The first match from the Chi-Town Rumble in 1989 when Steamboat beat Flair to become the World Heavyweight Champion, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, was a fantastic match. Not only the story that was told, but the fact that as a kid, I was so happy to see Ric Flair lose. Like I wanted the good guy Steamboat to win. And Flair had, for years, had the Four Horsemen, you know, helping him win. He had cheated out Sting. He cheated out Dusty. You know, he had gone through all these... Nikita, you know, all these different big names that Flair and the Horsemen had. Luger, at one point, that that he had cheated to defeat and keep the title. That Steamboat, you know, the, the good guy that he was, came back and won the title. Now... They had a two out of three falls match in April at the Clash of the Champions, which is a great match, but I felt it went a little too long in my opinion. And I know that there are going to be some wrestling purists out there that are going to have an issue with that. Um, but nonetheless, I was—I thought, like I said, I just preferred the original first. And then the match, the, the, the last match in the trilogy when Flair beat Steamboat at Wrestle War. And that was the the infamous match where post match Terry Funk attacked Ric Flair and piled drove him on the table, and that turned Flair into a babyface, and that set up the rivalry with Flair and Funk. Great match. I just preferred Steamboat beating Flair, and I enjoyed that match. So those weren't the worst rematches, but I, it was just because of personal preference, I enjoyed Steamboat Flair the first time from chi Town Rumble '89. Um. If there's some other rematches in wrestling history that I could go through and um, say that the originals didn't, or that the rematches didn't live up to the original, um, and this is going to be a big deal coming from me, okay? Because I've talked about the original match being my favorite wrestling match of all time and the yep. greatest wrestling. Oh no, where are you going now? But I think Shawn Michaels Undertaker from WrestleMania 26 was not as good as Shawn Michaels Undertaker from WrestleMania 25. Yeah, yeah. The stipulation career versus streak, great. I loved it. Yeah. Okay. And they told a great story in the match. I don't. I think the match is great in its own right. I just think 25 blew it out of the water. And personally, if. If undertake, you know, under, the finish of that match at 25, yeah. if Shawn Michaels walked away from wrestling and said, after that WrestleMania 25 match and said, you know, I couldn't end the streak. There's nothing else for me to do. And he walked away. I'd have been okay with that. I liked the stipulation, the career versus streak at 26. But, and I like the story that Shawn Michaels wanted that redemption he wanted because he was this yeah. close. He was this close. To beating Undertaker, I love the story. I just thought the match was not as good as the first one.
1: You know, I get it. They were, they, were, they made you know hand over money, uh, uh, hand over fist money because of that match, and I get why they did it. But in a perfect world, you don't, you don't repaint the Mona Lisa. That, 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 uh, you, you leave That's it alone. A good way of putting it. Like you leave that. it alone. Like let that. legacy uh, let, let, let it be. That's a good that, way that, to put that, it. That, uh, or at least six, seven years later. Fine. Then then, then you go back to that. But but uh, it was too soon, and it was like our and, and talking about Shinsuke versus AJ expectations You got to figure that match was probably the highest expectation match of all time. Don't you think of WrestleMania. That uh, Shawn and Yeah. Until, yeah. They, I mean, it was even built like
0: the greatest rematch of all time before the match even happened. Yeah, I remember them on t- television billing it as such. So, I, <clears throat> I yeah, I was I was so hyped for that match. And that, and here's the other a- aspect of that too: that the year prior at 25, Sean and Taker blew the roof off of that place and blew everything out of the water. That the matches that followed that suffered. Cena. Edge and Big Show and a triple threat, while it was a fun match, that crowd was exhausted. And by the time they got to Triple H and Randy Orton, I don't think anybody gave a shit. So when they put Sean and Taker on at the end of 26, they realized, like, all right, these guys are going to give us a classic. They could steal the show again. Um, Let's put them on last. And like I said, a great match, but not as good as the first. And it didn't live up to the first, in my opinion. I think the stipulation with the streak versus career helped it. And the hype going into it. The greatest WrestleMania rematch of all time. Um, Another match that I think didn't live up to the original. And many have said it's the better match of the two.
1: Was Cena and Rock. Oh, yeah. I, you're you're splitting hairs when you say we do doing better, though. 28, opinion. the hype,
0: once in a lifetime, yeah. in Miami, Rock's hometown. I was there. like Yay, You, could, you,
1: twice a you could
0: feel that <laughs> energy. You could feel that energy yeah. in that city. There was it, like As much as most of those people were there that wanted to see the Rock win, there was a lot of Cena supporters at that show. And the hype for it was unbelievable. I never felt, at that point in time, I didn't feel any hype. For a match like that, the last time I felt hyped up for a WrestleMania match like that was was when uh, Stone Cold and The Rock probably at, at one of those WrestleManias yeah. faced off. Like that was it was as big as that, and so um, at twenty eight being there in Miami, it was just like wow, like this is unreal. And the match wasn't bad, and the and the, there was a, it was a fun finish, and Rock won. And then when they did the rematch and they put the title on it, back then, I'll be honest with you, as much as I supported it, in hindsight, it probably wasn't the best idea. I actually, and I only say that because I think it felt forced that they were trying to get this rematch again. And they included the title into it. I didn't think it needed the title. That's, no, that, you're absolutely
1: right about that. But
0: when I left that night at MetLife, at yeah. WrestleMania 29, watching that match... I thought, like, Bell to Bell, the match at that time, was actually better than the one at 28. And then I watched it recently, and I was like, oh, no. It's it just, it's not as good as the first one.
1: But the first one's not that great either. Yeah. You know what I mean? My problem with the second one is you knew who was going to win before before the Bell. I thought it would have been interesting. That's a good point. It's Cena Bomber... Would have lost. I actually would have think maybe guys, this could be his potential. You know, everyone's blowing their load. Let's get a heel run. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that could have been potential opening the door to it. Yeah. But we just knew. I when I saw him literally three days before this, like on, on on the Today Show, I'm like, they're not gonna make this fucking guy turn heel. He's winning. Yeah. It's like we already knew who was gonna win yeah. before the before. That was the only thing that bothered me with that match.
0: Now, let me ask you something. We're talking about rematches and, you know, we talked about rematches that didn't live up to the original or didn't exceed, you know, the original. What are some rematches in wrestling history you, you know, just give me a couple yeah. that you think far
1: exceeded or lived up to the original or was better than the original? Um, I could think of um that uh so so I'm trying to think of like Triple H Shawn Michaels potentially that um of course, um, uh, of course, if you're talking about rematches. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, that 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 uh, that, that uh, the, the you, you know that every time they, they fought. That that uh, what I'm trying to say is you got like you know the Hell in Cell, which I actually I don't know. They're, every time they, they 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 as much as I hate Shawn Michaels, they were and, great and, matches. Oh, unbelievable! Are there right, matches that you felt lived up, that, that were better I, than the original? That is, I'm trying too. to think. I, I I don't know. That's such a good question. Um. Uh, said uh, um, I don't know. It, 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 let's be fair. Ninety percent of, ninety nine percent of the time, the the original match is so much better than the other ones. I don't know. They're they are. They're not. They they are. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm asking you.
1: Yeah. They're, 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 oh, that, that um, I'm so sorry. And, that, 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 and then I actually just go back to Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels. Okay. And Hell in the Cell is my favorite one. All right. I uh, I, 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 like, then... I think it's better than the WrestleMania matches. I really, really I'll go, I'll die in that Hell. That, you got the Kane aspect and, yeah, of that, the, that, the work rate was unbelievable. I would I would die in the hill to But I'm shots. saying the
0: rematch yeah. again. The rematches, the matches that followed the original.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's not the original better than no, the no, no. I can't no. yeah. right, think. I can't think of any because because the originals are so much better than the rematch. Okay. I can't think of any. I really can't. Okay.
0: Um, a couple that come to mind just off the top of my head. The TLC matches Edge and Christian, Hardy's, Dudley's. It seems like they they seem to top each other every single time. That's just me. Um, and more recently in the last few years, the Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano matches on NXT. They, they had that great match, at that uh, that cruiserweight classic. Then they had that non-sanctioned match at a takeover. Then they had like a street fight at another takeover that was really good. Then they had some like final encounter match that was really good on an NXT. Like I thought like all of them just, they, they got better and better. Those are just the, the, the few that come to mind. That's a, that's a good in one. In my opinion. That's a good um, one. So, um, yeah. that's that, that about does it for uh, this episode. You know, hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, our next episode, Dennis and I are going to cover Go- Diamond Dallas Page and Goldberg from the same Halloween Havoc that we were watching. Um, hope you guys weren't too bored during the Hogan Warrior uh, watch along. If you didn't watch it, you just were listening to the discussion, that's cool. But if you watched it with us, that's great as well. Um... And, uh, yeah, we're going to cover DDP Goldberg, Halloween Havoc 98. We're going to talk a little bit about Goldberg streak, what led up to that, Diamond Dallas Page, the buildup, and we'll talk about if it, you know, was it a good idea to end Goldberg streak and then some. So uh, I look forward to doing that with you, bud. Let's do it. All right. So with that being said, I think this one is officially down for the three count. And I'll see you all next time.